I'm Leanne Spencer, founder of Body Shop Performance Limited, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and your host. This is the Remove the Guesswork podcast, the show where I interview influential people in the health, fitness, and well-being space to bring you the latest ideas on how to optimize your mind, body, and well-being. The show is brought to you by my company, Body Shop Performance. We create total solutions to optimize your health by focusing on sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, and fitness. We work with busy professionals on a one-to-one basis for six or 12 months using the latest science and technology. And Body Shop also work with businesses who want to create a culture of energy, vitality and performance and position well-being as a competitive advantage. Find out more at bodyshopperformance.com and enjoy the show. Hi, it's Leanne Spencer, your host of the Remove the Guesswork podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This week is an insights episode. So if you're new to the show, this is where I record for 10 minutes or less on an insight, an idea or a topic that's come up recently or it's been relevant. I'm recording this to you from my hotel room in Greece where we've been taking a bit of time off. And just before we went away, my partner Antonia went for a routine test at the doctor's. While she was in the examination room, the doctor said to her, was a nurse in fact, I'm so surprised that a woman of your age isn't on any medication. Well done. And Antonia was really struck by this, as was I when she came back and told me. Because I don't think the fact that her at 47 next week, so 47, myself at 44, 45 in March, I don't think of ourselves as old at all. I certainly don't think we should be considering medication. So I was really startled to to kind of hear this from the nurse. And it got me thinking, that if, if that's what this nurse is observing day in, day out, when she's seeing potentially certainly tens, if not perhaps even hundreds of patients across a working week, and she sees that many women, and I'm sure it's the same for men as well in some way or another, on medication, what a sort of sad indictment that is of our, our nation's state of health, as it were. I wanted to record on this topic because I think if we're starting to think of that as old and we're starting to think that it's okay to be on medication and putting aches and pains and certain health-related issues down to age, we really need to change our thinking on that. And above all else, we really need to get locked into this idea of health span, not lifespan. That's the tagline for my business, Body Shop Performance. It's definitely a huge part of my personal as well as my professional philosophy. We've got to think in terms of health span. So what do I mean by that? If it's a new term to you, it's not thinking about longevity of life because you could live to 100. But if the last 30 years or 20 years of that life have been you in a chair, being fed, unable to think clearly for yourself, unable to perform certain functions for yourself, move, then what kind of a life is that? Now, that's a very subjective thing, but that's definitely not the life that I want to be living. Health span, on the other hand, is where we talk about living a long, healthy life. So that might take you to 88 or 89, so not 100, but you've been mobile, walking, thinking clearly, able to enjoy life, still being creative, still enjoying life for those 88 or 89 years. So it's really about health span. And the other big concept around this is prevention and not cure which is the main topic of what I want to talk about. Let's not hang around for something to get bad enough that you need to take medication for it or that the symptoms really take hold. Let's strive to take preventative measures so that we can enjoy life, we can aim for health span, and we don't need to go on medication unless we have to. We don't need to start compromising on our mobility unless we have to. And the whole methodology that I follow or the key concepts that I follow for ensuring this sort of prevention, not cure approach is around six things. Those things are sleep. Second one is mental health. 
Third one is energy levels. Fourth one is body composition. Fifth one is digestive health. And the sixth one is fitness. So let's just break those down. Sleep. I believe it's the force multiplier. If you're not sleeping well, it's going to be really hard to concentrate on those other five signals that I just talked about. So sleep, I think, is the first and foremost. We're also now starting to value sleep a little bit more. It got really decommoditized. Uh, There was a survey done shortly after the Second World War. I think it was a Gallup poll that found that we were getting about 7.49 of hours of sleep a night on average. Now, recent data by the National Sleep Survey found that we're getting about 6.49 hours of sleep. So we're losing just under an hour and a half of sleep a night. That is huge. That's the difference between dragging yourself through the day and sailing through the day. So we really need to start valuing sleep more. And what we understand about sleep, and a couple of really good book tips for you, Matthew Walker's Why We Sleep, and Nick, I'm blanking on his name now, Nick Littlehells, the book called Sleep. It's a short book, very, very good. Those two books are great. We've also done some podcasts on sleep as well. So if you go to our website, bodyshopperformance.com, click on the menu on the right-hand side, and in the search bar, put sleep, you'll pull up all the content we've ever published on sleep. But What we know about sleep is that it's also integral to cognitive performance and cognitive health. So what we believe is that little plaques in the brain that can build up overnight, which can contribute to Alzheimer's, get flushed away in the process of sleep when we have good restorative sleep. Now, I really simplified that concept there, but it is true. And we're learning that perhaps sleep and Alzheimer's have a very strong link after all. So that's one angle to it. But sleep is also where we lay down memories, we consolidate learning, and we get that really anabolic benefit of sleep, which is growth and repair. So an absolutely vital one. And we all know the difference between getting a good night's sleep and a bad night's sleep and what that means for signal number two, our mental health. Mental health can be thought of in a number of different ways. It's something that's talked about a lot, particularly within businesses. But I still wonder whether there's sort of real teeth behind these claims of it being okay to talk and so on. But that's another issue. Lots of different ways you can look after your mental health. But one of the key concepts I like is that of mental nourishment. So how are you nourishing your mental health? Now, are you meditating or taking time out, getting regular breaks in your day, slowing down, avoiding descheduling, getting access to natural light, ensuring that the necessary hormones for good mental health are in the right levels. So dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, or DOSE as the acronym is, DOSE of happiness. Are all of those things in balance? Ultimately, are you nourishing your mind? Are you looking after yourself mentally as you may or may not be doing physically? Number three, energy levels. We get energy from lots of different sources. We get it from food. We get it from other people. We get it from doing things that we love principle that I call heartfulness. We get it from sunshine, we get it from heat, we get it from cold, we get it from movement. So just explore all the different ways that you can energize your body and your mind, of course, and your spirit ultimately as well. Body composition is the way that our bodies are composed of water, fat, bones and muscle. And many of us have desires to change that body composition in some way, normally losing fat. But just making sure your body is composed in the right way and that you're happy with what your body allows you to do and to a degree what it looks like as well. That is important, but it's not the most important thing. It's what can you do with that body? How functionally fit is it? And digestive health, fascinating area. You know, we're learning more and more about what the gut bacteria and our microbiomes, how they relate to different aspects of health. So we know that some of these links are more tenuous and less established than others, but there are links between gut bacteria and autism, Asperger's, asthma, eczema, mental health conditions like depression, 
autoimmune conditions like rheumatoid arthritis. There are even some tenuous links just being established between gut bacteria and the prevention of, of cancer, the prevention of heart disease. So we're really learning a lot about di digestive health. And of course, you know, more day-to-day -day things like acid reflux and heartburn and just what having a good balanced microbiome can mean to our overall health, mental and physical. Fascinating area. And then finally, fitness. Your fitness for the rigors of daily life, your fitness for the rigors of business life, being fit enough to go through life, having enough energy and functional fitness and overall desire to achieve the things you want to achieve. So it's not just about how heavy you can lift or how fast you can run or how many reps of an exercise you can do. Fitness for me is a very holistic thing and it really takes into account all of those other signals, the sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, all of that if you take care of it and it's balanced, will contribute to good fitness, good overall holistic fitness. So there's a whole ton of stuff in there. Really, the purpose of this is just to get you thinking about prevention, not cure, thinking about having a good health span rather than striving for a long life, or perhaps just thinking it's down to fate and age. But the inevitability of aging is far less than you would think. Yeah, we are getting, we will get old. At certain points, certain things are going to start creaking. But let's put that off as long as possible. So my two takeaways for you are these. One, find out what your health IQ is straight away so you know which areas to focus on. And you can do that via our free diagnostic tool. It's called the Health IQ Quiz. And if you jump onto our website, which is bodyshotperformance.com, scroll down the page and you'll see what's your health IQ. Click there. It'll take you through to 24 very simple questions. Three or four minutes later, you'll get your score and a personalized report with a ton of content in it. So that's bodyshopperformance.com. Scroll down to take the test. And the second thing is, whilst you're on the website, as I mentioned before, go into the menu and you'll get a drop down and at the top is a little search box. Put sleep or mental health or energy or anything else into that search box and you can search a huge archive of content we've produced, whether it's vlogs, blogs or podcasts. Loads and loads of stuff in there. So it's a huge resource for you and all of that is available to you absolutely free. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Short, sweet, but I hope it packs a punch. Any questions on any of this, drop me an email at leanne at bodyshopperformance.com and I will get back to you. Other than that, thank you very much for listening. Share this with anyone who needs to hear it and I'll talk to you very soon. All the best. Interested in finding out what your health IQ is? Jump on our website, www.bodyshotperformance.com and click on Take the Test. It'll take you through to a short two to three minutes test. And at the end of that, you'll get a scorecard and a free 39 page report based on our six signals, sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, and fitness. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please think of someone who could really benefit from the content and hit that share button and send it across to them. And of course, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Thank you very much for listening.